Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. And this episode is very special to me and very near and dear to my heart because you're going to hear a conversation between myself and Mia Magic. She is incredible. So she actually completely transformed my entire life from the ground up. I hired her as my personal spiritual coach. We worked together for about three or four months. I hired her back in uh, September. We started working together. September of 2019 and we worked together until uh late December and she she helped me step into my authentic self that is like her biggest magic is she helps other people to truly become themselves because that's something in this world that most of us don't know how to do we don't know how to be ourselves and we don't know who ourself even is and I had reached a point where I was pretty successful in my business at that point and I kind of had checked off all the things on the checklist and my vision board had manifested but I still kind of felt like I was missing something And so that's when she helped me to fully break down the deepest layers of my conditioning and step into my totally authentic, magical self. And that's going to be a big part of what we talk about in this episode is what does it mean to be magical? What is magic? We even tap into a little bit, talk about fairies and dragons, elemental beings. And you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, this is crazy. I came to this podcast for mindset shifts and manifestation. And now you're talking about dragons. Like, what is this? And magic is a big part of my life and the way I live my life. And we all create our own belief systems. And I don't expect yours to align with mine. So if you don't believe in dragons and fairies and magic, that is perfectly fine. And this episode is not to convince you to believe in things that you don't believe in. It's not to convince you to believe in magic or dragons. But I want you to listen with an open mind because what I hope it does for you is to help you to give you permission to be your full authentic self no matter what that means for you whether that means magic in the terms of you know for me I love connecting with fairies and dragons it's fun I love it and in my belief system I believe in it it's real and for you it might be something else but what are the parts of you that you've pushed away out of fear of judgment or what others said to you as a kid or what doesn't fit into this idea of what a normal adult looks like Because I hope this inspires you to express all parts of yourself, regardless of your fear of judgment. Because that is what the journey has been for me in totally expressing my full, authentic, magical self and living the life that truly feels magical and fantastical. And my life feels like a magical fairy tale sometimes. Because I do believe in magic. So... If that is something that calls to you, great. We're going to talk about that in this episode. If not, great. Still listen because there is so much here, so much, so much growth to be had. Mia is one of the most powerful coaches I have ever met in my entire life. So we will go deep into magic, but also deep into like inner child healing and manifesting the life of your dreams and what that means and what magic really is and how this all connects to past lives and, you know, witch hunts and all of this stuff that's happened in our history to keep so many of us and our magic, whatever that means to you, oppressed. 
and, you know, healing that collective wound and how to step into your magic and how to become your most authentic self, which is the most magical thing you can do for yourself. Because for me, when I worked with Mia and I learned to totally embody my authentic self and love myself for every single part of that version of me and to truly love and express the weirdest, silliest, goofiest, most magical parts of myself that I was terrified of expressing and terrified of being judged for when I did that. My life entered like this entirely new level that I didn't even know existed, right? All of the abundance, all of the success, all of the love, everything you intend to manifest that you just haven't been able to reach yet, it's on the other side of authenticity. It's on the other side of you being yourself and loving yourself, which can be easier said than done. And you know, after working with Mia, every single thing I intended to accomplish through my work with her has come to fruition, whether during my time with her or afterward. Uh, You know, I was able to manifest the income goals and the friends and like I manifested my trip to Hawaii through working with her. There's so much that we worked on together. We worked on releasing all of these deep layers and once again, learning to become myself because when I learned to show up as myself every single day, no matter what, everything I intended to manifest started to show up with ease and it still does. And I feel totally liberated in a way that I never have before. So this is what I hope for all of you. You know, this feeling that I've been able to cultivate of being totally free and liberated and just like living authentically. And this is bliss, right? The pursuit of bliss. This is what it is. And this is what I want for each and every one of you is to be fully confident in showing up as yourself, whatever that means. So the queen of showing up as herself. Without further ado, here is Mia Magic. Hello, Mia, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Bless. I am so excited to be here. Yeah, this is a fun, this is a special, significant one for for both of us. Yeah, definitely for both of us, because as everyone just heard, like you've completely transformed my life in just totally unimaginable ways to me. And so I want to share all of your knowledge and wisdom and magic with the world. So first, why don't we start by just having you kind of share like who you are and what you're about. Yeah, so I am Mia Magic, and I technically am a coach. I am a witch and a divine goddess devotee, really. I am really here to reawaken the wisdom, which means wisdom. And so the original word, witch, witche, how it was pronounced in German, is about one who carries wisdom. And so that's really what I am here. I'm a Gemini, so I love learning and I'm very curious. And it's really come to me recently from a lot of powerful reflections that I actually am sort of a modern day philosopher. And I never really realized that because I'm like, oh, I'm a life coach and I make YouTube content and I have this like magical little show and I'm a dragon queen. But uh, I've really realized recently that the reason why I finally was able to feel comfortable proclaiming and, and honoring this title of which is because of my deep commitment to and and sort of my service to wisdom itself. And a big part of that is like, what was the wisdom that was present here on earth before religion came in, before all of this societal patriarchal programming? What was the wisdom that allowed us to live on the land and to survive here for thousands and thousands of years, millennia, without needing any of sort of the trappings of modern day. And so, yeah, I'm I'm really, my work is primarily as you've experienced to help people remember their own wisdom, reconnect to whatever it is within them that is the, the highest truth and the deepest purpose, the greatest love and the most profound 
energetic expression of who you are. You know, something you and I have talked about is like, my mom is a really great friend. That's her magic. She's an amazing friend. She also has psychic powers, but you know, like any, everyone's magic can be different and, and unique. And so I'm really just here to be like a beacon and a lighthouse for magic itself and for permission to be yourself. And from there, you get to decide what magic look like, looks like for you or how your wisdom wants to be cultivated or shared in the world. Yes. And so powerful because as you know, that's one of the biggest things you helped me with is becoming myself. And that's like yeah. your biggest magic is helping people be themselves. And I remember something I'll never forget that you said to me stuck with me forever on our very first call we ever had was that most people don't know how to be themselves. And that was when I was like, whoa, you're right. I don't know how to be myself because mm. I was repressing these parts of me that wanted to be magical and, um, you know, expressive and creative. And I was terrified of expressing those parts of me. So uh, you know, I guess, what would you say to people who are listening who are like, yeah, I don't know how to be myself. You know, how do you actually figure out who that part of you is, what your magic is and start to authentically express that? That's a really great question. There's so many different answers. I'm like, okay, 28 different channels, which one to choose? So one of the first things is, is figuring out how to be yourself is a great way is just witnessing when you're interacting with other people in any way, whether it's on the phone or on Instagram or with your friends, with your parents, noticing, like just observing, when do you shut down or shut off and like not say what you want, not say what you think, not express part of who you are. And then, okay, wow, you know, I'm with my mom and I didn't want to express this thing that I want, or I'm with my partner and I didn't want to share this desire. What's the story? What, what is the thing that your ego or your inner critic is telling you is going to happen if you do that thing? Or will you be rejected? Will no one love you? Will you be abandoned and left alone? You know, and then you can start looking, okay, so my fear is of abandonment or my fear is of rejection or my fear is of being winding up alone in some hovel as a heroin addict homeless on the street or whatever it is. And you can start to say, okay, well, even though I can see that that fear is is there. I'm going to just try this small thing. And that was like one of the really big things that you and I worked with and that I do with all of my clients is just try to do a small thing, like talk to a person, share with one person, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's coming up for me. This is something I desire. And when you start with one person and you can see like, Oh, okay. That actually was not as terrifying as I thought it was going to be. And I'm still alive. I haven't been rejected or abandoned. Then you can start doing it more and more. And the other side of that question around like, how do you find your magic and what do you, what do you do to, to discover like what your magical gifts are? It's really like what lights you up? What is the thing that makes you feel happiest and most excited or what is the thing that you always feel like this draw or this calling towards, but you have sort of this fear of actually doing and you kind of hold back. And usually one of those two things can lead you towards your magic because we've all been so deeply programmed not to be magical and not to be in our power that if there's some semblance of fear around it, that's usually some implication that, that there's deeper to dive into there. Or if it's like, you know, just, oh, I love making macrame, or I love making wreaths, or I love making jewelry, but like, oh, I could never do that. Oh, I could never survive doing that. Oh, you know, my dad told me that was an absurd idea, or like my mom said, that's not realistic or whatever. Those are those people's opinions. And so we can also utilize the opinions of others as further things to observe of like, how have we internalized that? 
you know, that was such a big thing with you and I with Pocahontas is like one of my favorite stories about Kristen. She used to <laughs> introduce herself to her dad's like coworkers when they bump into each other at, you know, it, the grocery store anywhere in public as Pocahontas or mm -hmm. Mulan and be like, I'm Pocahontas, you know? And then your dad's opinion is you can't do that. You, you can't say things like that to people. Don't do that. You're bad. This is wrong. And then we internalize that and that becomes your opinion about it. Oh, me showing up as my magical self. Oh, me having fun, me being playful, me like existing in my light is bad and is disappointing and will get me punished. And, and that becomes the programming. You know, this is what my work is with people is finding pathways or sort of like a map through the programming to get to the places that are ready to be excavated or the places that are ready to be cultivated. Like where's the garden, you know, how can we weed the garden and then what new seeds are we planting that are more magical or just more, more purposeful, more, more truthful to who you are inside. Yeah. And you talking about this is bringing back just so many memories of us working together because that was one of the biggest things we did was helping me step into my magic. And the reason yeah. I was drawn to you is because you're so magical and you're so <laughs> yourself and I was magical, but like repressed it. And yeah. like you said, I didn't feel safe to be my magical self uh, because of things that had happened in childhood. And I think that's yeah. a lot of us, a lot of people yeah. are magical at their cores but, you know, sometimes even when we figure out what our light is or our magic is, we don't believe it because we've been programmed to believe it can't be real, right? Yeah. But like, that's silly. That's stupid. You, you can't be Pocahontas or you can't be magical. You can't have a wand, like all of these crazy things. So how did this happen for you? Like, how did you, were you always this like magical version of yourself or was there a time in your life when you kind of had this breakthrough as well? You know, I think I shared this with you also a huge reason why I do the work that I do is because I actually didn't have anyone like me and my process was slow. I didn't have one, I'm like fully covered in chills. This is so interesting thinking about it. I really love that question. I didn't have one day or one moment or one session or one small period that helped me become magical. I had to like <laughs> crawl and toil through my own inner turmoil and and really excavate like the dark abyss that I had set up camp in that told me, you know, magic isn't real. You're a loser. No one cares about what you have to say. No one will ever believe in what you believe in. So you should stop believing in it. And I was just, I was just miserable, you know, until like my early twenties and in my early twenties, I started asking new questions. I remember I have in my journal, like, what is time? You know, like <laughs> just like, what, what is, you know, and I just started diving really deep and watching spirit science on YouTube and like really just having different experiences with, with people, especially when I moved to LA, I moved to LA when I was 24 and I'd already started like asking different questions, but I, or 23, I guess anyways, but, um, but I hadn't really stepped into the magic. I learned to meditate. I was I had been a dedicated yogi for like five years at that time. And I would always like be in Shavasana and they would say some perfect quote. And I'd be like, Oh my God, like that's exactly what I needed to hear. But I had so suppressed my intuition and my true self that those were just like coincidences. You know, there wasn't, I didn't have the capacity to truly understand that the universe was speaking with me and that it was synchronicity and that it was all happening for a, a much greater purpose and reason. But one, one thing that actually is so interesting that I'm such a witch is that I started dating a Christian guy and 
he was not Christian in practice, but he identified as Christian. And so he would have all these conversations with God and he'd literally close the door and it would like be as if he was on the phone with somebody. I'd be like, who the fuck is he talking to? Like, what is going on? Because I'd really shut my relationship down from God. I wasn't raised religious, but I had a very strong, I would never say like, I swear to God as a kid, I would never say like, God damn it. I just, I was so opposed to doing that. I had this deep awareness that God was present around me, but it wasn't this like man in the sky who was going to smoke me. And I remember my partner talking to, to God. And one day I was just like walking through the East village and I was like, God. And I just looked up and I felt God say yes with the sunlight through the trees and the way that the wind rustled in the leaves. And I just felt it. And I was like, whoa, I have been, it like makes me emotional thinking about it. I have been ignoring that God is all around me for, you know, the last six or seven or eight years. I mean, the real programming started when I went to public school from my like hippie private school at like 11. So it was like 10 years of, of just denying the knowledge that magic and, and fairies and, and, and energy beyond just what is 3d is all around me anyways. And I was living in New York city. So like it is a concrete jungle. It's very easy to not know that there are dragons because it's just concrete everywhere. But, um, but yeah, and then for me, it was just a, like I said, it was a slow burn. It was, okay, now that I understand that God is all around me, like, what is my definition of that? If I know that God is in the trees, then like, how can I relate to the trees differently? How can I relate to everyone differently? And then I started doing spiritual medicine a few years after I moved to LA. And so I tried ayahuasca and I did 5-MeO-DMT, which is basically like your body allows itself to die without dying. So your brain basically like thinks that you've died. So your soul can release to the place where we go when we die, which I could spend about 17 hours trying to explain to someone and you could never understand until you try it. But, um, and I became, you become God. You go to the place where we go when we die and you become one with everything again. And there's no you and there's no identity. And that was the most profound experience that I've ever had still to this day in my life. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, if I am this, if it's all one anyways, how can I live in alignment with this truth that, wait, it's all one. Okay. I'm one with the earth. I'm one with everyone in front of me. Like I'm one with all of this. So doesn't that mean that I actually have more power than I thought? Because I look at the powers of the mountains. I look at the powers of the trees, birds flying, like, okay, maybe these are all different things that I can utilize within myself and start cultivating magic. And, you know, sympathy magic is like where you use something, you could use a feather to bring yourself to the, the experience of like having a higher perspective or clearing your mind or being able to see a bigger picture. And so uh, those things all really started unfolding. But like I said, very, very slowly for me. And, and I didn't have I didn't have anyone to look to, you know, there's nobody really doing what I'm doing the way that I'm doing it. The show, you know, the, the coaching, there are witches, but not a lot of them are coaches, you know? So I, I really kind of blazed my own trail and it's been long and hard. But when I look at, you know, when, when you reflect to me and when I look at my own life and what I've created now, finally, and you know, you being here when we were, when we were here doing our immersion, like really seeing me kind of have a, a, 
a stuck moment. Like a, I, I faltered a little bit, you know, when you were here and then, and then to rise, I was like, Oh, I, I don't want to buy a Range Rover. I'm scared. And then I'm like, okay, I did it. You know? And like, we all keep having these moments where it's like, okay, now I've reached the next level. Okay. What's next? What's next? What's next? And, uh, and that was how my, my journey to magic has always been. Right. It's a never ending journey. There's never going to be that point when you're like, I did it. I have no more yeah. limiting beliefs. I'm fully my magical yeah. self. Like there's yeah. always going to be, there's more up levels to be had. And, um, yeah, I feel like I had a similar experience with that realization of, you know, I was like really Christian in high school and like totally mm. in that religious world. And then I, I didn't like the rules around it. And then I was like, goodbye religion and goodbye spirituality and know nothing. Yeah. And then I kind of hit this rock bottom and came back to like, whoa, like, what if God is just like everything and we're all connected? This is just like one big hologram of my consciousness. And, you know, yeah. you know, from there diving into like quantum physics, because that truly explains all of this on that yeah. deep scientific level for anyone who needs a scientific explanation. But I know you started talking about dragons and fairies. And so I want to dive into that for anyone who's listening and is, you know, this is the first time they've heard of anything like what magic is real. Like, this is crazy. What are they talking about? So let's talk a little bit about what it actually means. Like what is magic? Magic is real. What does that actually mean? And then what do you mean by there's dragons in New York? (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) um, I want to just acknowledge what you said about quantum physics because that's, it's so funny. I even forgot that part. Like that's what happened for me as a New Yorker, like as a cynical New Yorker, I was like, well, what's the science? And that, you know, seeing the double slit experiment and some of these, you know, I was very into like, the shows that were about the universe. Um, and so that's a really good place for all of you guys to start is like, if you can understand that this is a hologram, then if you are the projector of it and you're the writer and the director and the main character, like you're the star of your own movie, then your relationship to, to dragons and, and whatever you want to be real is your own. It's your choice. I choose to believe in dragons. Like I'm a dragon queen. I just know that they're real because I see them literally all the time and they communicate with me and I love them and they're my family and my friends. And it's like, if people want to think I'm crazy, like that's fine. That's your hologram and your hologram. I'm insane. I don't really care. That's why I study etymology and the root words of insane in means internal or inside and sane in Latin means health. So to be insane actually meant internally healthy. So I like, you know, I sleep pretty well at night. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the, but the thing about magic is, Magic is actually just one of the words that we have for the energetic forces all around us and and happening all the time. You know, we could call gravity magic. We're floating on a giant rock in the middle of an eternal void circling a giant ball of fire. Like, that's pretty fucking magical. That's like miraculous, in fact. So what is gravity? It's a force of the universe. We don't actually even like fully understand it. So I love some of these like physical, very, very scientific laws or, um, you know, things that we have. I don't know what you would call gravity. It's not a thing. It's just, it just is. But magic is like that. It doesn't have to be explained, but it can be wielded and it can be utilized and it can be harnessed. And the primary thing about magic that I think is really important for us all to recognize is that it's, it's cultivated through attention and intention. So you can raise your energy. You can, you know, you can shake, right? Even if you just like shake your body a little bit, you start to feel like, oh, energy, right? If you breathe, take a couple of deep breaths. You're like, whoa, tingles. Okay. Energy, 
right? So there's all these different things that we can do to raise our energy, to cultivate energy. And then if we draw that energy into a specific thing, like, oh, if I want to program this water, I'm going to just hold this water in my hands and I want to program it with love and so much gratitude and so many blessings and water holds memory. It's like, okay, now I'm going to drink this water and I'm drinking love and gratitude and blessings. That's magic right there. It's just about what you're bringing your attention to and what your intention is. And so I think that magic is really, it's what you make of it. That's why I tell everyone that your magic is different. Like you don't have to be like me, you know, even with us, what that was what, something that was so beautiful was that we have a lot of the same beliefs, like a lot of the same deep, you know, like Pocahontas, you know, being one of the, it's not like, I'm not, I loved all the princesses who lived in the castles and all that stuff, but like I connected most with the, the princess who's out on the land, who's swimming in the rivers and like with the animals. But then you and I still show up in our magic so differently. That's, that's what magic is, is our uniqueness, is the nature of our individual consciousness and what we have the capacity or what, what we have to do with it and, and, and our capacity to do so. And, you know, in Egypt, in, in the ancient Egyptian traditions, they believe that we have 360 senses. So it's like, what would those be like? What, what if one is communicating with trees, one is communicating with stones, one is communicating with water, one is communicating with animals? Like that's, those were things that were coming up for me while I was in Egypt, really understanding that we don't just have five senses or one sixth sense. We have hundreds of senses that have just lain dormant within us. And if we choose to bring attention and intention to cultivating those senses, whatever that would look like for us, for our version of magic, we have the opportunity to do so. And so one of the senses that I really, really have tended to deeply is connecting with the earth and with plants and trees. And so I come from the redwoods, which are the oldest and largest living beings on the planet. You know, there were 10,000 year old trees that were cut down during the, the late 1800s and early 1900s. Now, none of those trees exist. We only have like three, I think one of the oldest is like around 4,000 years old now, which is so sad, but I listen to them. They're my teachers. And so I've cultivated like sending my roots down with them, connecting my heart to their heart. The center of a redwood tree is called the heartwood. And then I receive lessons and wisdom from them. And one of the biggest things that I've received in going out into nature is how to see dragons in nature. And often they will look like the root of a tree or, um, you know, the way that a cloud comes over a hill or something like that. But it's about giving yourself permission to expand the energy of your imagination beyond the confines of what your normal five senses would be and say, oh, okay, well, if I had more senses, like what would this look like? What would this feel like? And one of the big things that I always utilize, that has been a great magical practice for me since the beginning is calling in whatever it is that you want. So I started with, I call upon my higher self to write to me, through me, anything that I am meant to receive in this moment. And I would get these letters from my higher self every morning. That was great. And then I started doing it with things like dragons. So if I saw a stump, you know, it looks like a stump, just looks like a little tree, but oh, there's a dragon eye right there. And like, oh, this looks like the nose and the mouth and whatever. And I would sit down and say, I call upon this dragon to write to me, through me, anything I'm meant to receive in this moment. And then I would get letters from the tree stump that were being written to me. And so that was a really, really powerful way that I started 
receiving messages that like I just wouldn't have come up with on my own. And also, you know, there's so many cool like past life regressions on YouTube and so many amazing guided meditations to like connect with these things. I personally haven't found a ton that I really, really enjoy, but you can always like try what you like. And what happened for me is that I became a dragon in my first past life regression. And so that was where they ask you like, what are you eating to sort of gauge time and place? And I felt my human mind think, oh, I must be eating a person. I'm like tearing apart flesh. And then the dragon that I was in this past life regression was like, no, that is not what I do. And it, it literally gave me this felt sense reality of using my skin, my scales as solar panels and like absorbing the water from the earth beneath me. And it was like this sort of osmosis, which like cell membranes, plants do that all the time. And so it was like photosynthesizing and an osmosis with water. And I was receiving light and water. And that was like how the fire became liquid in order to be breathed. And I was just like, how the fuck could I come up with something like that? Like, I, I don't know, you know, like, so, I mean, this past life experience, would you say that this is, so you lived a life as a dragon, like in another, was this on earth, another dimension? Like, how does this work? It felt like another dimension. Yeah. I mean, this is so funny. We're like, we're going deep. So for, yeah, for, we're going well, deep. Like, <laughs> what we're, talking about, we're gonna sound a little bit crazy, but that's okay. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, we only live in three dimensions, right? So if the fourth dimension is time and we don't have a way to wield that or, or, you know, sort of harness that as a dimension, the way that we can with like our, our three dimensions of, of earth. Um, I believe that it's very likely that there are beings who just operate at higher dimensions and that's what it felt like. It actually wasn't even like three dimensional in the vision. It was all sort of like etheric and energetic. It was like, like cords, like everything was made up of, yeah, like cords of energy. And so even myself as the dragon, it wasn't like I looked down and like saw my feet with claws. It was like, I saw the energy of where my like massive kind of paw armed talons were. And I was looking, I was in this, this castle, sort of this like energetic castle, um, looking at the higher self of Mia. So like, it was all very intricate too. It was like, I was looking at my higher self and the higher self of my partner, but I was the dragon, but I was looking at Mia's higher self, who is this like sort of forest queen goddess named Hialeia, who I connect with. And you and I've talked about that, but, um, and I was like looking at her as this queen in this castle, but I was the dragon. It was just all very intricate. And so that was part of the other thing that they, they shared with me is like that a dragon is part of your soul. So if you're connected to dragons, they will always be with you. And it doesn't matter if you are the dragon or if you are the dragon rider, or if you are like the, the queen that the dragons serve and like dragons ultimately like don't really serve anything except the, the, the truth and the wisdom and the highest nature of the goddess. But when either in this, you know, on this timeline, in this dimension or in other timelines and dimensions where like people really were committed to honoring the earth, a dragon or a team of dragons, the way that like knights or a brotherhood dragons or a sisterhood and dragons would definitely be on the team of any benevolent leader who was actually here for the harmony of, of the people and of the earth. So um, 
yeah, we're, we're definitely like getting into all the, I mean, this is, so, this is the stuff that I love. And for people listening who are like, this sounds crazy. Like this is just a deeper level of you create your own reality with your belief. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, if you've gone through my Academy or you're doing any kind of manifestation work, you've learned that you can change your beliefs to change your reality and learning to dive into magic and dragons is realizing that the reality that we see with our eyes is a result of our belief. So if you don't believe in magic, you don't believe in dragons, they're not a part of your experience because you don't believe them. And as soon as you give yourself permission, if you choose to, you don't have to, it will show up in your reality for you. And this was a big part of what kind of held me back. Like when I was a child, as you know, I was super magical and I wrote like fairies and I talked to dragons and it was all real to me. And then I got made fun of for it and I stopped and I pushed it away. And then I met you and we worked through that and I learned to give myself permission to be magical. And now, you know, I see fairies all the time when I'm on nature walks and I like, you know, talk about it with my friends and I have fairy friends and I have dragon guides who are with me all the time. Same as you, I, I communicate with them. And so just a matter of giving yourself that permission. Um, you know, so for people who maybe want to dive into like, they want to explore this magical side or they want to connect with dragons or connect with trees, what would be a good first step in, in starting to allow yourself to do that and get past that block of like, this is silly. This is crazy. What am I doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I would go back to that first thing I said about like looking at the inquiry about whose opinion is it and what is the opinion? Like what's the fear coming up that it says is going to happen to you? Um, if you do this, like, we, you know, Kristen knows I have these four beanie baby dragons that I carry around with me pretty much all the time. Um, not like when I go to the grocery store, but they are spirits of dragons that were put in there by the dragon realms for me. So having a talisman is a really good thing. Um, and one of the biggest things that you just that you just touched on is like we are told so much in the world isn't real and then we have these fairy tales and for me i have come to find that there's so much more in fairy tales that's real than the things that we've been told are real you know in in modern society and so i would just invite any of you listening to think back to your childhood and think back to like the moments that gave you the most joy, whatever you were playing. Some girls just liked to play house. You know, you don't have to be into dragons and fairies. Like that's fine. You don't, you don't, but it's like, what brings you joy? What gave you the most, like just fully alive, like, woohoo! you know, this is exciting. Cause for me, that was like the fantastical fairy tale reality that that was what felt right to me. And so, I mean, there are just, like so many different things that you can do, but just going out and spending time in nature, you know, don't take your phone or leave it on airplane mode and just lay on the earth or sit next to a tree, do that practice. Like I call upon my higher self, write to me, through me, anything I meant to receive in this moment, you know, really, really give, connect to your inner child. You know, Kristen's like, isn't that week one that you have the inner child meditation in in BBA? In the beginning, like week two or three. Yeah. So our course, MMA has an inner child meditation. Her course has an inner child meditation. Like you don't even need a meditation. Just call them in. Just see, I'm like getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Cause I can like feel mine with me. Like I am too. <laughs> who, who is the five, you know, three to five to seven year old, usually around seven is kind of the end where pe- someone tells you like to stop or that you're bad or whatever. And so like three to seven, feel into him or her and, and see what kind of magical reality they want to be existing in. Because I tell you what, 
the more that I have believed in the fairy tales in my reality now, the more that I've given myself permission to make my real world life a fantasy and like play in my fantasy, the same as you, the happier I've gotten, the more money I've made. I'm in an amazing partnership. Like I have my dream house and my dream car. And like, I love my business. I love my life. And it's because I believe in magic. I have built everything I have using spells and using like, you know, it's manifestation, right? It's all the same thing. It's like tools of manifestation can be considered spells and spells can be considered manifestation. It's just about the attention and the intention. So I really do recommend, you know, also like watch the most magical movie that you loved as a child. Like Kristen and I watched Pocahontas together when she was here. <laughs> One of my favorite like, moments. Exactly. Because it's like that movie. And like, I still, I've been singing Colors of the Wind since you left five months ago, you know, <laughs> like just continuing to sing that to myself just as a reminder. And so that's a huge thing is just like, who was the child before someone told them they were bad or stupid or wrong, or they shouldn't be thinking about what they were thinking? Who was that childhood version of you? And how can you just support them in returning to your life and your reality in even small ways? You know, my partner, we were laughing the other day because basically I let my inner child drive the ship. She's driving the spaceship right now, you know, like she's in charge. And there have been moments as you've seen, you know, that have, that have been challenging in terms of business for me with that, because like, I don't always like do all of the structured things that I need to do. And so you get to help yourself find a balance. You get to figure out how can your inner child and your inner ideal parent right? Like that's another big thing that we really worked on is like, if your if your dad was the one who shut you down or your mom was the one who shut you down, how can you show up and reparent that side of yourself, that inner child? How can you parent them the way that you would have wished you could have been parented with, with encouragement and yes, you're right. And wow, like, tell me about the fairies and oh, that's so beautiful. And oh, what did you discover today? What are you exploring? You know, and, and give yourself that support in a way that you likely never had. And that, that sort of died along with the magical side when you, when you were little and, and those things are really, really helpful. And, and also, you know, we're talking about dragons and fairies because that's what we're into, but there's numerology and astrology and like bird watching. Like you, it, magic is all around you. It's literally everything and everywhere. Everything communicates. That was another thing in Egypt that I learned. Like I would be standing next to these 150 ton, 300,000 pound stones that they've like moved. And it's like, 60 of them making this temple and you're like how could they have possibly lifted something like this and the stones spoke to me and they said we chose we volunteered we helped them to cut us we helped them to change our density we taught them our songs so that they could sing the songs of the stones to us and like lift us and move us and make these pyramids and all of these sacred temples so you can you can communicate with and connect to literally anything in the world that you want to as long as you uh, as long as you show up to it with like an open mind and an open heart and then it will it will eventually share with you like what the the medicine is for you in that moment to to connect with whatever the version of magic is that you are feeling called to
Right. And it's kind of like, I think of it as you have to learn to trust yourself, yeah. right? You have to learn to trust what you're actually receiving. You know, when you're communicating mm. with a stone or a yeah. tree or a dragon, whatever yeah. it is, or your plant, you know, it's part of learning to actually trust whatever you feel and what comes through instead of just being like, oh, this is, you know, this is a coincidence this is made up or, you know, this is just my, my imagination. And for me, something that's been helpful is changing what I think of uh, imagination as I have this like idea that, you know, imagination is just this word that we made up to describe things that we don't understand. But really everything you imagine is like a memory or a remembrance of something. Like, yeah. why are we so obsessed with Harry Potter and Narnia mm-hmm. and magic? You know, why is it, you know, and I don't think like mermaids and dragons, just like in dreams, our brains can't make up faces. We, we don't make this stuff up either. We're yeah. remembering it. And we're like, it's like, I feel like I have this nostalgia for it mm-hmm. almost, you know, which helps me um, to kind of like change the way I think about it is the reason I have this nostalgia for it is because it's real and my soul remembers it and my soul misses it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really beautiful thing about you also just to, you know, to share with your audience that you guys like Kristen came to me already with a successful business already like doing the life that she wanted to be doing. And now like, you know, we worked together for three months, four months almost. And, um, And now like we get on this call and you're saying that you've accomplished all the goals. You've met the soul tribe. You way overdid your monthly goal (laughs) of income. Like, and it's because you can get to a certain level doing the manifestation or the, just the work, right. You can like work hard and get to a certain level. And these things like these soul remembrances, this, this yearning that we all have for our true self if you start answering that call, there's literally nothing you can't do because you get the bullshit out of the way, the old stories, the old programming, like any of the things that tell you that something that you want to believe isn't real. Like that's ridiculous. Why would you hold on to that? Why would you let yourself be burdened by that? And yeah, I'm just like, so I just, I'm so grateful to be having this conversation with you because you are just one of the most profound examples and role models for, okay, yes, I like already had it all, but kind of reverting back to that childhood self, but not revert, like, right. We, we, we take the moment to like revert back, reconnect, find out who she is or him and bring him or her forward with us into our life now so that these magical theories of like, oh, I can create this. Abracadabra means I create as I speak. So I can manifest this. I can create this. I can magnetize this into my reality. I can draw this towards me. I can alchemize this pain. I can transform myself, my body, my thoughts, whatever it is. That's all magic. And if you give yourself permission to have that in your life, then you're unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And there's just nothing better. And I, and I, you know, the only other thing that I'll just say about that is like, we're talking about magic that is for you. Like that was one of the really big things that you and I did was like, okay, this is inside. We're not doing spells on anyone. We're not doing spells about anyone else. There's no like love potion that you're going to poison someone with or anything. It's about like, how can I make myself more magnetic? How can I make myself more internally loving, change my thought patterns, like 
be kinder to myself inside so that then I'm projecting more kindness outside and then I'm magnetizing more kindness back to myself. It's all, it's all internal work. And that's what I really love about magic and, and the work that, that we did that I do is like, it, it actually is like an eternal source that we've just like plugged up. And once you remove the plugs, once you remove the little dams and barricades and barriers, it's just going to flow. It's just going to cascade over your entire life and everything just gets better and more delightful and delicious. Yeah. And totally. And when I came to work with you, you're so right. Like I had, I already had a incredible business and all the things on paper that I wanted, but you know, what I've now found is if you truly want the internal and external abundance and everything to continue to grow, the only way to do that is to be your authentic self. And I think I grew up with an idea of what it looks like to be successful and what it means to be an adult. I think a lot of us do. And I thought I had to be this version. I call her like boring Kristen, right? It had to be this like normal version of me to be successful. And like we broke down that belief and now I've come to realize the more authentic I am, which for me means the more totally magical I am and like silly and goofy and weird, the more abundance I attract, right? Internally and externally. And so it's kind of breaking down the beliefs that you've created in your mind over what does it mean to be an adult and what does your brain tell you it looks like to be successful? Because there's not just one way to do it. And that changed my whole life because now I have, you know, an even more successful business, but even more important than that is like, I'm being myself for the time in my entire life. Since I was like five years old, I get to actually be myself and not give a shit what anyone else thinks about that. And the craziest part is now that I don't care anymore, no one else really has anything to say about it. No one actually gives a shit, right? Like no one is like negative, which is like what blows my mind is everything I was afraid of once I owned it. Like no one actually cares. No one's judging me. And if they are, they're not openly judging me or being negative. And that's a really interesting part about, you know, talking about the hologram or the, or the creating your, your own reality is like, if everything's just a reflection of you, then anyone judging you is just your judgment of yourself. That's what I'm, that's why I said like you, you sort of like internalize someone else's opinion, whether it's, you know, for you as your dad and then just so you know, guys, her dad made her a wand for Christmas. <laughs> the guy who said, don't call yourself Pocahontas, made her a wand, okay? Yes. And like that was just like, when I saw that, I just got so teary. It was just so beautiful. And so that's another thing to recognize is that if you have these stories or like someone's going to judge you or whatever, whether that's already happening or not, it's just a reflection of you. So if your fear is, oh, someone's going to judge me, it's because there's part of you that's judging yourself. Or if you're like, oh, well, those people are judging me. Those people are saying that about me. Then that's another opportunity. Okay, well, where is that story living inside of me? Because if it wasn't living inside of you, it wouldn't mean anything to you. It wouldn't matter. And so that's, that's definitely like if we're creating our reality, the moment that we, you know, I just had a session with a client this morning. And it's like the moment that you decide, I'm good. I love myself. I'm magical. I'm choosing this. This is the reality that I believe I'm worthy of. Then the universe is going to transform around you and show that back to you and reflect that back to you. And it will also give you opportunities to stand strongly in that. It will also give you opportunities to say, Ooh, wow. Okay. Like I really thought I wasn't afraid of judgment anymore, but like "Mm, that person's opinion does matter to me. Okay. Why? What am I saying in myself that they are, or they have, 
or I should be like them because of or whatever. And then you just get to do more work. And it's, that's the thing from my perspective, I just find nothing to be more important or more rewarding than eradicating those beliefs from myself because it gives me freedom. It just lets me be free. And I don't want to be anything other than free. Uh, you know, we don't, no one has to have the same magic as anyone else, but we all deserve freedom. We all deserve to be free from lies and limiting beliefs and illusions that we are unworthy of our own love and the love of the divine in any way. And so I think that that's, you know, that's like just a really big, it's a really big piece, but it's, it's so rewarding to be like, oh, wow, cool. Here's another thing. You know, you saw me with the Range Rover. It's like, okay, wow. Like, here's another thing to work through. Here's another thing. I thought I'm like doing so good and like making all my money and like, I'm so cool and whatever. And it's like, there's always going to be a new thing to work through. And that's the commitment that magic I think asks you for in order to continue showing up in your life is that you are, you're willing to keep going deeper and keep healing because the more space that you create with the healing, like if you're, you know, if your heart is aching and you remove this like deep, dark, dense block that's been all around your heart, then your heart can fill with magic or love or, you know, power or beauty or pleasure, whatever your word is. It's all really the same force, um, the same power. So yeah, I think that that's, that's just like the gift that you get to give back to magic for showing up in your life. Yeah. And I got goosebumps when you're talking about that because it just resonates so much. And I think it's also important to note for anyone listening that this can sound easy and fun and rainbows and butterflies, but it's not always. And it's good to acknowledge that this is going to be difficult and triggering. Like I remember the first time after our first call, one of the first things you had me do was go on my Instagram story and talk about magic. And I was like, like I felt like I was going to just like, you know, pass out with fear. Like, (laughs) terrifying to me back then. And now I'm like, whatever, we're talking about dragons on the podcast. I don't care anymore. But in the beginning, it was really scary. And so, you know, it's important to acknowledge, I think that as you're going through this process, challenging your old belief system is going to be scary and it's going to feel uncomfortable. And that is how you create that massive growth and transformation is being willing to, to meet your edge and take those, those risks. And, you know, on the other side of that fear is the freedom, I think. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, and it is scary, you know, I think that another thing that's important to acknowledge and we're talking about this, you know, in my, my witch school, this is like week one is healing the wounds. I'm calling it healing the witch wound, but it's healing the magical wound. It's healing the wound of our wisdom. And we've all been punished and murdered or burned or slain or rejected or whatever it is, whether it's in our DNA, like from ancient times, you know, all people used to be indigenous. Everyone was indigenous before the church came in and said, and actually it was originally the ancient Jews, even pre-Christianity in the old Testament says, if you find anyone who worships any God other than Yahweh, you are encouraged to kill them. So, um, so there's been a long line of like monotheistic cultures coming in and, and eradicating any paganism or any, which just meant like, you know, anyone who lived outside of the constraints of like the rules of the and regulations of the city, especially religiously. So it's like earth-based spirituality, goddess-based traditions, you know, the whole planet used to be matriarchal because you can only prove parenthood through a woman because she gives birth right back then. They didn't even know that a man could like 
create a child. They didn't know that he had anything to do with it. It was like, no, a woman just gets pregnant. She's magical. Look at her go. And um, so pre other major religions, we were all connected to the earth. We all had this wisdom. And then we started being killed for that. So there is a wound. There is a wound that exists within all of us. It's not just like, oh, my dad told me not to. It's, oh, for thousands of years, it wasn't safe to be magical. And so that is, that's a big thing to work through. That's a really big thing that we all are dealing with and that we all really like have the opportunity to honor and acknowledge and, and transmute together as a collective by encouraging each other to be in our magic and in our power. And, you know, something that you and I talked about in terms of women as well is, is if you are being burned or tortured and not invited to, uh, you know, like support your sisters, if it's like, oh, you know, you need to tell us the name of someone else. And you said your sister's name, or your friend's name or your cousin's name because you're being tortured, it's not, doesn't feel safe to have friends. And so that's where the original wound in the sisterhood and women being connected to one another, that's where that comes from. So there's, there's so much like ancient ancestral genetic material that also plays a part in us being afraid to be magical that, you know, that's what, for me, like that's what makes the work really worth doing is that we all know also that it's not just our children that we're going to pass these new ways of being onto, but it's the whole world. It's a transformation of the past into what we want the new world to look like, which for me is the wizarding world, you know? So, right. um, yeah. So if we all heal our inner Voldemort, then we can live in harmony on in heaven on earth and that's entirely possible. And so that's what magic and the imagination, you know, just like the further, the greater senses, the memories, that's what all of this is for, for me. Yeah. It's like, we're transmuting all of the collective wounding that's been in the collective for years and years and years so that we can create a new earth, the heaven on yeah. earth right now. Uh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's right, girl. And, um, yeah, I think that's so beautiful. And, I know that a lot of people listening are going to resonate with this because I know of a lot of people who are so much interested in magic and are just like me, kind of how I was a year ago, you know, scared to come out of the magical closet. I, yeah. For me, I like first I came out of the spiritual closet, then out of the magical closet. And then I'm like, now I'm totally myself. And, you know, people are like slowly taking those steps. So yeah. I'm also interested to talk a little bit about, um, I know you mentioned in the beginning that you're a witch or you consider yourself to be a witch. What does it mean to be a witch? you know, in this like modern world, what does that really mean? Yeah. So I sort of touched on it at the beginning, but it's really just about wisdom. It's like, how do you want to cultivate and utilize your wisdom? So if you, you know, I mean, it's, there are people whose wisdom is in digital marketing and like they are supportive of all the other people who like need to get their message out. There's so much, your wisdom can be in any subject or any area of expertise. And so for me to be a witch, you know, have, you met some of my friends and like one of my, my friends, Rachel's, she does a lot of like sensuality stuff. So she's like a sensual witch. And then my, one of my best friends, Layla is like a tantric witch or a sex witch, you know, like there's so many different ways that you can cultivate, utilize and share your wisdom. So for me, being a witch is really just about I mean, my, my wisdom, as you know, I study a lot of different things. I study mythology. I study magic. I study ancient ceremony and ritual. I study indigenous traditions. I talk to the earth and trees and I study herbalism and all of those different things. And so my intention 
in proclaiming or reclaiming the word witch is really just about bringing the the ancient wisdom when we did live in harmony with the earth forward into the modern day in order to actualize the kind of life that I want to lead and thereby be a beacon or, or a role model or an example for magic being okay and magic being real and magic being something that can support you and, and bring, you know, benevolence and, and blessings into your life. And then also as sort of like its ambassador, you know, I'm really here to be that the ambassador for others to, to see like, oh, okay, cool. She's talking about it. She's sharing about it. And allowing all of those ancient traditions, like what would have been wisdom, how to, you know, how to grow crops. I'm not particularly a very good gardener, but, um, but I know how to communicate with the earth. So if I really wanted to grow a garden, I could ask the earth, like, what do I need to do? And she would tell me. And so that's really what being a witch is to me. And that's what cultivating your witchery or your wisdom is. It's just like slowing down, listening, learning, placing attention on the things that you're doing, bringing your intention into whatever it is that you want to create and utilizing everything you've learned, right? Like even if you want to take out like all the, the books I've read and the workshops I've gone to, like any of that, because you don't have to, you don't need that. You don't need to read any books. You don't need to go to any workshops, but what are the lessons that you've learned from your hardships, from your challenges? Because that is your wisdom. That is the true depth of your wisdom. And it's really hard. You know, we've all been through traumatic things and it's really hard to say, oh, I created this. Oh, I'm taking full responsibility for this. Oh, I'm going to learn a lesson from this. But once you do that, that is your wisdom. That is the gold of your life. That is what those challenging things happened for, is for you to have that wisdom. And so being a witch is just living in alignment and in honoring of your wisdom, of what you've learned from your challenges. And that can include past lives as a witch being burned or, you know, being a mermaid caught in a net and, and like, why it's so important to honor the oceans, or it can just mean like taking full responsibility for not speaking your truth or not setting boundaries or not walking away from a relationship when you knew you should have. Like it, it really, wisdom is, is such an overarching thing and being a witch is just living in honor of the wisdom that your life and your experiences have brought to you. Yeah, so there's no one way to do it. Everyone has their own inner magic. And it's once again, it's like, yeah, learning from the struggles and the challenges and it's not all rainbows and butterflies, but that's where, that's where the real magic is. And that's what you've, that's the most powerful thing you've taught me, which has transformed my entire life, obviously. And, um, is there any last words of wisdom or anything that you want to leave everyone with? Really just that if you believe if you choose to believe in your greatest potential, in your highest self, in your most magical expression, if you choose to believe in that and just start taking baby steps towards giving yourself more and more permission every day to believe in it more and to cultivate it more and to try it out more and to explore more and discover and say yes to more things that like 
synchronistically or coincidentally just drop into your lap books, friends, gatherings, you know, experiences, crystal healing, whatever it is, just start saying yes. Start taking baby steps. Follow the breadcrumbs. That's one of the, my favorite metaphors and allegories in a sort of fantastical and fairy tale setting is following the breadcrumbs. They will lead you home. They will lead you to your remembrance. They will lead you to your magical, most magical self. And I think that that's what I did. And, and another thing that I would say, you know, because I just did it is like, find someone that you trust to support you, whether it's a course or, you know, like individual coaching obviously is more impactful, but like, it doesn't, if you want to see a sex therapist or a relationship therapist, or like, you know, someone who specializes in trauma or like Kristen, like you want someone who, to help you with your power and your pleasure and your purpose and your expression, like whatever it is, I really think that making those investments, you know, just because I've watched what my work has done for people and I didn't do that. I didn't have that same thing. And my life would have gotten to the point where I wanted it a lot faster if I had done that. So, you know, you can say yes and, and follow the breadcrumbs as much as you want. And I encourage you to do that. That is the most important thing you could ever do because I did get here by doing that. And if you find someone that, that your heart calls to and, and that you feel in your bones can support you getting there on like the express lane, there, there's no better investment you could ever make in yourself. Nothing. I 100% agree. You have to learn from people who are embodied already in the things that you want to embody. That's yeah. the fastest way to get where you want to go. And obviously after listening to this, everyone's going to be dying to learn more from you. So if people feel called to work with you or they just want to learn more about you or you know see what you're putting out there, where can they connect with you and find you? So my Instagram and YouTube is both Mia Magic, M-I-A-M-A-G-I-K, same as the website. It's all Mia Magic with a K, no C. And yeah, so I have a witch school, which is all about cultivating wisdom inside your internal magic, your power, all of the things. So that's really exciting. Witch school will be running throughout the summer. And yeah, I have, I'm filming, about to start filming the second season of my show, Making Modern Magic. So I was in my two ancestral homelands last summer, Italy and Ireland. And now this summer I will be in my actual hometown in the Redwoods, going to Mount Shasta, doing some like inner earth portal, alien, you know, cool, magical life, travel doc situation types of things. And yeah, if you're interested in working with me, you can feel free to either send an email via my website or reach out on Instagram. And yeah, it would be my honor and pleasure to serve your most magical self emerging yes. as it has been with Kristen, my most favorite client. <laughs> yes. Her show is amazing. I remember in the beginning, that's why I initially like really felt connected to you was I watched your show on YouTube and I was just blown away. So check out her YouTube and obviously she changed my life. So if you have any kind of draw and you think that you feel intuitively called to or aligned with her, send her a message because you will not regret it. Like one of the best decisions I ever made in my life was investing in you. And at the very least join her witch school because it is going to be so magical. So we will link everything up in the show notes for everyone. And um, thank you so much for being here. That was such a beautiful conversation. Yeah, I'm so glad. I was like, oh, we, we're really going for it, aren't we? <laughs> As we always do. We always I know, go deep. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yep. 
so good. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, love. So Thank amazing. You. So, so grateful. And just so many congratulations seeing you just soaring and so being yourself and feeling so safe to share about all of this just truly warms my heart. It's so mm, beautiful. <laughs> I appreciate that because, you know, you know, a year ago, I would not be able to be on this podcast having this conversation. Yeah. So yes. Thank you so much. Full circle. Normal Kristen is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's gone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>